<clears throat> All right, so this Shalom. is uh, Allah Akbar. Uh, so this is episode oh. this is episode zero of the End Loser podcast. It needs to be cooler sounding. Though. Why? Why it sound dumb? Yeah, because we're dumb, dude. We are losers. I am an airsofter, and you're literally Asian. What is cool about us? What's what's cool about us? I shoot plastic at kids, and you use plastic tongs to eat rice. Because hey, you're it's Asian. a word. What? It's a word. All right. It's it's, look it's a word. Band, wait, 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 hold on a second. So, so what you're telling me is you put wood in your mouth whenever you eat? That's kind of gay. Damn. That's what you get. <clears throat> All right. So so sad. So. The End Loser Podcast. Why is this called the End Loser Podcast? Well, I'm, I'm not an end loser. Yeah, neither am I. But people like yourself and I like to talk as if they're in a position of authority or experience when really they are just on Instagram and they shoot occasionally. Which is literally me. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fellas. I, 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 I say that that's what people do. I'm people. That's me. I do that. Uh, <laughs> I call those people and myself end losers because they speak like end users. They use gear that was designed for end users. And they are fat. Like AK peasants. I like AK peasants, but they have you, haven't you seen their most recent posts? I, I don't really follow niggas on the gram as much as you do. Uh, okay, well, that's that's cool, I guess. Let's let me look it up. Look at their look at their most recent uh, posts. Let me go into there. Oh, he needs to do some cardio. He really does, and that's that's this is the typical end loser, not typical end loser because they actually that's a burp. They actually train and do stuff, um, but it's it's gonna be this one that I'm gonna send you. But he is a heck and chonker. But that's literally me because I'm also a heck and chonker. But I'm not that fat anymore. But it's, yeah, it's what it's all about. So if you're if you're obese, um, and if you can't do a pull up, um, should you should go fix that? Yeah, go do some uh, lat pull downs, work on your back, and uh, get to at least five pull ups. I've actually found and then uh, uh, max out every uh, PFT. I've actually found branch. that um, for pull up progression from zero to one as a f- as a former obese fella and now a uh, reforming fat fella, that my success in going from zero to one pull-ups has been largely in part to strict barbell rows. Yeah. Uh, a brief stint of negatives, and then uh, cheat pull-ups, where instead of starting from a hang, you start with your feet on the floor. Like, you're, you're already in the pull-up position, but the bar is either lowered or you're raised up to the bar so that you have contact with the ground and you're already gripping the bar at the same time. It sort of takes out that bottom hang, and doing a couple sets of five doing that will eventually get you to being able to do just like a, a full pull-up, and then from there, you can work on a different set of progression. <clears throat> but that's what I found. Yeah. But anyways... <clears throat> So what do you want to do? You want to talk about micro rigs, or you want to show? Well, I mean, yeah, let's let's talk about micro rigs for a second because that's the quintessential end user 
end loser piece of kit, isn't it? The micro rig, the yeah, Spiritus Mark IV. I, yes, I, I know SF niggas that, that run the, the Mark IV, and they like it. And they hopped on the Spiritus train before on the hype. Yeah, but dude, like and... skateboards. Skateboards and vans. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah, but there's the fucking fat badass with the fucking Mark IV. <gasps> That's me. With the... No, no, no. The one I sent in the group chat. Um, this, there's this picture of this really fat guy. Like, his gut it's is like... Yeah, his his, his, his gut weights the... His gut weighs more than his combat load. Yeah, his gut is actually going over his mags, so he has no access to mags. Like, he has to pull his fucking fupa up and out of the way to access his fucking pistol mags and his fucking one-ass rifle mag. I'll take uh, two pistol mags on about his thumb, two rifle, one pistol is based. And what experience do the bases off of? Uh, it works for me, and... Uh, I said I said so, and uh, and you said so, source, and therefore it is. Yeah, source. I astrally projected myself into every every gear room, and all the cool guys are running two rifle mags, uh, one pistol mag. I feel that. I feel source. that, and I think it's really funny that with, with some of these people, uh, some of these people's kits. They'll have more rifle mags on their belt than they will on their actual uh, micro rig. They'll run like uh, two in a tourniquet. I think that's the stupidest thing. Whenever companies market the micro rigs as like two magazines and then one tourniquet, especially when uh, it's uh, you know three by two, where you have you know three and three. It's like like double double stacked or whatever, you know, where there's space up front and space in the back. You can have three magazines in the back and then have a tourniquet in the front if you'd like. But then they have it where it's two magazines and tourniquet in that rear thing and then a whole bunch of random shit in the front thing. Yeah, it's so stupid. You could fucking run um, a TQ with like a expander wing, just a Velcro expander wing. Yeah. Made, made out of elastic. That's, that's the best way to run them or... Like dedicated uh banger pouches to run medical gear, just run on that. Yeah. If you want to carry more shit. Um I am I'm actually like, I'm actually anti dangler hanger. I'm on a crusade, a, a fatwa as 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 you would against the uh elast not not the last size, but the uh Velcro dangler hanger. That's because you don't have a shot concept to raid like I do. I had nice. a very keck Roman Kermaz copy of the Warrior Assault Systems one, which I actually like because it had a rear pocket for like a rear thin pocket there you could put secret stuff like maps and whatever that, and then a bigger pocket and then a small pocket up front, but not like how the Eagle waste packs are. But I mean, in my experience, as a former obese fella, Fat dudes, and I got a friend who does this, but fat dudes will run danglers to hide their muffin top. And I mean, whenever yeah. I whenever I had mine, I didn't put gear in there. It was just it was just there, but it hit it hid my muffin top rather well. But uh, you heard to hear, folks. If if you run a dangler, you're not fat. If 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 you run a dangler, you are fat, because I said so. Yes. Yes. 
I mean, I guess the TLDR and the QRD on the Mark IV is that, one, it's overpriced. Uh, you can't fucking find parts for it, too. Um, and three, compared to the Haley, which is what I have, and it, it, it's better. Get a Haley. Your Haley is cringe. Um, I don't like it. I hate it. You're stupid. And Asian. Hey. Gonna, I don't know hey. if we can put on this podcast of that. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 you're, if you're the size of the fat fella that you sent me, if you are like pushing 300 pounds, first off, you shouldn't be thinking about combat. And second off, you have more than enough space to have like an, an RRV sit entirely on your front. Yeah, like if you want a chest rig to go walk in the woods, um, go get some surplus chest rig, like on eBay. Fish will probably have a fucking PPP esoteric post with like yes, everything. Yes. Everything you need to buy. You must and buy I the Eagle I, MPCR. You must buy the Eagle MPCR. I'm literally living okay, your walls. Like, so say, say you're a fucking dude. You just bought your fucking Colt 6920 for $1,000 off AU. It's a good deal. Go buy it if you don't have an AR. Um, and you're looking for like you know a chess rig, something you can take to take class. And you got like 100 bucks. You want to get some decent LBE. What do you buy? What? Did you hear what I said? Uh, no, I spaced out. Okay, so basically, chest rig. I have a cold sixty-nine twenty and like a hollow sun red dot. I'm going to a rifle one class in two months. What do I buy for LBE? For as uh, like specifically for a chest rig. Yeah, for a chest rig. Come on. All right. So if you're if you're going for like money, uh, money efficiency. Uh, I'm assuming you don't want to have a super small or super large one. So probably something like the, the four cell Haley where you can carry four magazines. Uh, that might be on like the upper end, uh, upper end of the budget. Uh, if you want something bigger, honestly, you can get an Eagle MPCR for 80 bucks. If you get one in black, or a hundred bucks for khaki and then like two to three hundred dollars for AOR one and AOR two. Don't buy those. If you buy the AOR two that I'm looking at on eBay, I will assault you. But uh, I mean, speaking of AOR two, he wants to he wants to hop on as well as Okay, well then well then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Oh you tell you talking about those two fellas? Yeah, AOR two, he said yes. I didn't uh, I didn't approve of this. I'm gooning. But honestly, okay, so if, if you're if you're on tight budget, then Eagle MPCR, you can get one on black or khaki for like less than $100. That's what I'd say. Or alternatively, um, the Gadsden Dynamics Underground Partisan Rig, it's like a bank robber, except in stock. And you can get it in more than just black or multicam. Like you can get it in Ranger Green or Coyote if you wanted, and that's also like a hundred bucks. It's almost like if your company doesn't do a bunch of contracting for guys that do things, you have things in stock. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's something that I want to talk about really quickly. Is the whole oh no, they ripped off this person's design. 
they 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 were like like the you know the t-rex arms ac1 and that came out everybody was saying like oh they ripped off a slickster and a, an lv 119 i mean yeah it looked a lot like those just like every plate carrier that came after the 1694 for a few years the first uh carrier that pharaoh came out with looked basically like a 694 i think the i think the first mac which i think was eagles one of eagles first carriers or not first carriers, but uh, carriers following the 1694 was just like a fatter 1694. And I mean, Speaking if... You said what? And you could add him to this group group chat. And you could talk about how much he hates Lucas, and that, that'd be a good segment as well. Is everybody trying, like, is it was War Crimes, uh, the Ginger, and the Italian trying to get on here? Just the ginger. Just the ginger? Yes. Is Pat a ginger? He's or, Italian. He's, okay, so Pat's Italian. Okay, so AOR2 Ambassador is trying to hop into this. Yeah, check Longhouse, bro. You should check freaking your mom. Alright, let You're me... Gonna look, it's not about e-girls. It's about, uh... Oh, you girls gotta watch out. Alright. Hold on a second. I'm gonna... I'm gonna invite him to my gaming server. Yeah. You gotta watch out for the L80s. The handing... Uh, the ladies that are handing out the L's. L80s. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, I'm gonna go over and subscribe the gaming server. Bro. Yes. Are you not going to go to the gaming server? Yes. I'm going to go wrangle AOR 2. Okay. Alright, well. While he's doing that, Eagle Industry stuff, uh, I'm going to say why I hate uh, Lucas Trex Arms. I like what he does for the 2A community. I don't care. Um, he made it so that all of the old surplus eagle industry stuff got like entirely yoinked off ebay you used to be able to get an aor2 double mag pouch for like 20 bucks and now they're going for like 30 or 40. it is Ooh. and they used to have lots of 10 khaki mbavs and the mbav it's an old carrier but it's not horrible Marsak used to use them all the time before they switched over to multicam cry stuff. And you used to be able to get them in lots of like five or ten for like pennies on the dollar. Like a hundred dollars. Hundred fifty for one. I mean that was a, like a really good deal. And a whole bunch of other M I believe it's MLCS and other RLCS stuff. And now, I mean, before he did that, I got two RLCS Eagle Industries Ranger Green Frag Patches for like 12 bucks, and now they're selling them for like 30 bucks a piece, I'm seeing. Uh, I think we have an actual end user. We have an actual end user coming in? Yeah. We have an actual end user. Is he going to join the freaking server? 
I sent him an invite, so I'm pretty sure he's smart enough to, to understand how to do that. He is an actual end user. He's an actual end user. He is a uh, he's a force recon, uh, Navy SEAL, Ranger, Raider, Marsoc, uh, NSW, Dev Crew, CAG. You know, I prefer I prefer CAG or Dev Crew. They just seem more professional. <laughs> POV or a sixteen year old with a Flecktarn field shirt. So true. So true. It is going on two minutes that he's not joined the server. He's switching to his PC. Ah, It'll be a minute. PC. The, the woke liberal mob. But I was just uh, recounting why I didn't like uh, Lucas Trex Arms. Because of all the Eagle stuff that got yoinked off eBay after he made the, uh, the couple videos about how he could get a MBAV for like 100 bucks. Yeah. You know, I don't... Uh, the one thing I'm kind of booming about today is the the fall of Afghanistan. I mean, everyone knew it was gonna happen, but damn, so fucking fast. Well, I mean, I guess you can pee pee poo poo about the current administration. It's not the administration's fault. I mean, like we were the entire thing that was propping up the freaking that Afghanistan government. The freaking Afghan National Army didn't do shit but like smoke and rape kids all day so so true hello is this a, is this hold on a second hold on a second is this an actual end user are you an end user or are you a goon are you a goon or an end user man listen do you want full transparency here i want yes listen i'm an end user but there was a purchase I made that came with um, a goon. I see. Expound upon this purchase. Well, it was very, very, very early in my um, let's call them gear ventures, and um, I saw this. DNC chest rig for sale. Uh, DNC. Oh, it's a micro. It's a micro rig. A micro rig in in, in <laughs> Desert Knight camo. You know, I hear I hear Desert Knight makes you invisible under Gen three white phosphor nods. Is that true? <laughs> um, you know, the science. Uh, you know, it's it's imperfect. We haven't completed um our tests yet, so that's up to interpretation right now. You're going to need but, a booster, uh, booster coating for your DNC chest rig. Every three months, you're going to have to like have a special spray put onto it. It's called goon thing spray. thing is, though, um, <clears throat> yeah, it came with a uh, goon IR. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> In DNC. You mean the patches that literally just say goon? Yes, yes, yes. Hmm, hmm, yes, I am I am a goon. I am doing uh illegal activities. I am well, going I to now I am going to now wear an IR patch that glows under night vision so that everybody within a half mile can see me. <laughs> Listen, I was fresh out of the army, I thought it was cool, alright? Tell me some fucking slack, buddy. <sighs> so you're an end user, what did you do in the army? 
Um, I was in the infantry, nothing crazy. It's some conventional loser. Yeah, the pee pee poo poo infantry. Right, so you, I was, you actually you actually got to do shit and go places, right? I did, and it was better. It's absolutely better than nothing. It gives it really does give you a good baseline when it comes to like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with like Battlefield Six and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So gotta it, wish. It, it gave me a good starting point for all sorts of small unit tactics, conventional, unconventional. You know, um, clearing rooms. Would you say that you could learn all that stuff by playing airsoft? It depends on what kind of airsoft guys you put yourself around. Black thirteen-year-olds. <laughs> Absolutely, with their uh, RKO. Uh, airsoft guns, absolutely. Hey, speaking about airsoft, tell me why this dude, BNVD, decided to wear Yeezys and cries. He was he was literally <laughs> he was he was an end loser when we won airsofting because he was wearing the the M eighty one cries with freaking Yeezy three fifties, freaking he had he had a Spiritus t shirt. He had a Spiritus t shirt. He had the forward hat. He had a a micro chest. It wasn't a Mark four, but it was the Haley micro. And he was Asian. <laughs> I call him the M81 Asian. That's my new nickname for him. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the M81 Asian. He got upset with yeah. me when we were uh, when we were playing because I kept calling him BNVD, not his real name. And he was like, "What? Well, I'm right here. This is real life. But uh, before you hopped in here, Mr. Uh, Blue-Eyed Devil, Mr. Mr. AOR2, Appreciate you, you want to plug your you want to plug your grand? I was gonna keep that low key. Uh, sure. Why not? Uh, at some twenty one s u m two one underscore v one. More like come twenty one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but um. I'm twenty one under v one underscore v one. Yeah, before you hopped in here, we were just doing some very light uh, shit talking about uh lucas trex arms and i was talking about why my personal reason was that after he did the video on all the old eagle mill syrup it all disappeared off of ebay <laughs> and i had i had like 80 items that was like i had listings that i was watching where it was like 10 medium khaki mbavs for like 500 dollars, and now I can find like a couple khaki mbavs for a good price, and then all the other all the ones are trying to sell them for like three hundred dollars. So that's my personal reason I mean, why I don't like them. I mean, yeah, man. I use Windows as cover, and you flag, you know, the people that you know pay for your class. You know, who's not going to want to buy the shit that you know you make a video about? That's my thing. Yeah. That that sold me. Mm-hmm. All right, I was a hundred percent in fucking T Rex arms, fucking Lucas, right? Yeah. that's my guy that's my instructor i just watch his videos but you know i just think it's really funny that uh when he did that he later clarified that you know it, it was empty and unsafe or whatever but i think it's just the the, uh, the funny concept of i'm going to inform you of i'm going to show you or tell you about something that you should not do when 
dealing with firearms, whether it be for safety or efficiency sake. And I'm going to do that by flagging you all. Like, hey, Literally doing don't, shoot, don't, don't shoot yourself in the foot. This is what shooting yourself in the foot looks like. Bang. Yeah, it's like that one fucking video of Travis Haley having an ND on that one old ass Tanio <laughs> Productions video. He was, um. Have you not seen that? Just Google Travis Haley ND. Uh, I, I, saw the vi- I saw a compilation video of every time he took a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Man, yeah. To be fair, that video was him talking about a really safe, unsafe way to, uh, you know, place your finger on an AK. So he was like putting his finger on in the trigger guard of the AK for like, I don't know, uh, trigger discipline. He's kind of scum. But Come on, bro. Everybody has an ND. Come on. You know, yeah, uh, actually, you know, NDs are a natural part of being a fire. You know, NDs is actually the, the second rule of gun safety. The first rule is to have fun. The second rule of gun safety <laughs> is that if you accidentally negligent ND into your buddy, you have to let him ND into you. And it's, you it's, it's eye for an eye. Uh, yeah, run a drill with your IFX, but for real. Yeah. Negligently, negligently. How is he going to get the training? How is he going to get the training? Look, who's going to carry the boats? Right there? You know, yeah. I always if sleep before sleep I wake up. Yeah, if you don't sleep before you wake up, what are you doing, dog? Waking yeah, up. I run twenty-five miles. You know, don't give, don't a, give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, man, we're shit person hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fucking uh, uh, T Rex arms. Let's just really dive in. Um, let's do a fucking. Let's do a deep let's do a deep dive then... on Lucas Trex arms, otherwise known right. as Lucas uh, Botkin. Aim Botkin doesn't speed up his All videos. Right. Botkin. Yeah. Oh, I, let, let's get, let's tackle that first. I mean, he I, he definitely used to speed up his videos, dog. But to be honest, it doesn't matter anymore because the dude shoots fast as fuck, anyways. And I may have had fucking 60,000 rounds a year to shoot, probably more, honestly. I'd probably shoot that fast, too. I think he's the source of the shortage. Yeah. Fucking, um... His, uh, his family has a deep basis in Christian theology. They kind of run their own microcosm sect of Christianity. Some people say it's a cult. Hmm. Um, Are they Mormons or something? It's, 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 look up, uh, Botkin syndrome, and you, you can get on the rabbit hole of the shit that Lucas's family run. It's, I'm, I'm not saying it's base, but it's definitely got Mormonish vibes. So dude, yeah. dude has daddy's money. Um, dude fucking probably played a lot of Call of Duty growing up. You've seen fucking pictures of him in 2013 running fucking... Condor plate carrier, AR-500 armor. He's probably thinking, how can I, like, shoot like I shoot in Call of Duty in real life? And when you're playing COD, you don't fucking clear corners the way you do mm-hmm. in real life. You just fucking run in and gun and fucking take cover. And dude came in with a competition mindset. Around Train Group has a really good video breaking down the sort of competition mindset Lucas brings to things. Right, dude has really good opinions on gear because he uses a lot of shit. He is an actual end yeah. user. He's a SWAT dude. 
yeah, like he uses a lot of like interesting and cool gear that I'll probably never get to touch unless I go and do cool guy shit or have a bunch of money. Um, you will never have a bunch uh, of money. You're Asian. Yeah, fuck you, fish. Don't fuck you. Step on my like that. I will step on you, you. You are short. I can do that. You Listen, all I really have to say is I look at my dump pots a little bit different these days. <laughs> no, I look down at my belt system and I don't know. It's just not the same. What do you mean? It's like a dual-edged sword. Like, for me, I think the gear that he puts out, or the company, rather, that he represents is some good shit. But it's not just drama. It's not just, you know, fucking shit posting, a bunch of fucking shit talk on this fucking twink, right? It's absolute fucking... <laughs> what he's doing, I, I can't get behind. So the fact that I spent my money <laughs> in his direction uh, troubles me sometimes. But, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is, I guess. I have a question uh, for you. I got a question for you. So, load-bearing capacity. Things that bear loads. Chest rigs or plate carries. I've got a huge personal peeve on this. But what is your opinion on people getting gear designed to be like extra good for load bearing and put only put it only putting like two or three magazines on it like buying a cry cage plate carrier and putting three magazines on it we can always fall back to met tc right are you, are you familiar with that acronym yes yes so we can always fall back to met tc right and that you know is god's truth when it comes to our um area of expertise you can say but in reality um the amount of times i've easily run through well, let's even give them the benefit of the doubt let's say you have three in the carrier the chest rig and you have one in the gun right mm -hmm. as fast in a real engagement as you can go through 120 rounds will really come to surprise you and even with you guys and your capacity and, you know, airsoft magazines, you probably feel that sometimes. Yeah. So, I've really started to think that chest rigs as a whole are a bunch of fucking bullshit. I, at least micro rigs. Now, if you have a real load-bearing rig, I don't know. But do you have plates? Do you have plates, yes or no? No. 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 But like, I, mean, uh, I don't think you should even look into plates if you don't have at least three 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 hundred dollars to spend on a plate. Yeah. Fucking hot plate can set you up for around like five fifty or something like that. Um, but anything less than that, you're paying like a hundred dollars a plate. That's probably just strict Chinese and mm -hmm. just get a fucking chest rig. I don't think you should be looking at plates unless you have like actually like good cardio like people will talk about running a jpc or running like a freaking velocity it's like you shouldn't be talking about running a plate carrier if you don't even run yourself yeah absolutely and i mean even if you aren't a fast runner it's more of an endurance thing you know um because there's not many people that own gear that 
and I'm really not trying to gatekeep here, like, oh, civilian military. My thing is, put your plate carrier on, fucking do a movement that's fucking five miles or more, and then start fucking running drills, and see how you feel in that fucking plate carrier. It's a sucking fuck for just about anybody. But, if you don't have the fucking gumption to fucking push through that, whether you're a fast guy or not, you know, to really kind of fucking hike up your nuts and push through what the fuck you're carrying because you need to carry it. That's the perspective you have to come from. That's my take. You don't have to be yeah. a super fast fucking runner, but you have to have the endurance to run your shit, and your shit needs to have fucking plates in it. And it needs to fucking, you know, carry a good amount of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that yeah. because uh, I saw on two occasions. Or actually, this there's this guy who does write-ups on gear that I appreciate his write-ups, but when it comes to load-bearing, I just disregard. Uh, called the Reptile House. Okay. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's based out in the uh, United Kingdom. And he has really good write-ups on different carriers, pouches... Uh, chest rigs and stuff like that until it comes to the load bearing stuff because his load is always just like three magazines and that's it like he did the CPC no he did the AVS the FCPC and the cry structural chest rig I think it's called or you know cries air, oh, the, the air light chest rig and anytime he does any of this stuff it's like maybe a water bottle and then three magazines so you have an AVS peak load bearing equipment, right? A load bearing plate carrier, and then only put a, like a handful of magazines on there, and then OP Tactical put out a post, I believe, with the yeah with the Airlight chest rig, and they have two rifle magazines on the chest rig. And I just think that's funny. I think it's been a trend that a lot of uh, hype tactical gear has just been stuff designed for like when, when I was talking about it earlier with BNVD I, I kept saying like JTACs or TACs-Ps but like the general thread of what I was trying to say is like people who aren't going straight in and like aren't like frontline frontline guys people who sort of hang back and like have two radios working with like air and ground stuff because that's all I ever see uh, in the promotional imagery is i mean like with with spiritus is the thing too they always have that with like two radio uh, or two magazines two radios a freaking islid a nalgene and a gp and if that was designed to be carrying like magazines or like if that was designed to be like a rig for an infantryman or a rigger for somebody who's like going to be shooting at people then i feel like in the promotional imagery they'd be having like more magazines on there like six magazines in the mark four itself then a gp and other stuff that's the real disconnect too because a lot of people want to live vicariously through some kind of like here lifestyle like this is what the fucking super fast fucking high speed fucking guys are wearing but in many cases 
they have such a concise mission that they can plan everything around to the fucking T exactly what they're going to do and what they need. And it's typically not too much because, you know, they're getting off the OBJ right after, you know. And what really put it in perspective for me is if you ever really do get into a shitty situation and on a conventional infantry side, you have a react to contact. And let's say you actually have like a whole squad, a whole, you know, a nine man element. You know, there's not only do you have all the guys, you know, using their own ammunition, but, you know, the initial contact in the front team is burning through ammo, fucking suppressing and laying fucking hate downrange to fucking cover your ass so you can flank. And so what people don't think about is if you are working in a team element and some of your guys burn through a shit ton of ammo covering your ass so you can fucking flank and get some shit done and make everybody fucking, you know, as alive as possible at the end of a situation, you need to be able to fucking cross-load fucking ammo and shit like that. You need to be, you need to be able to support your fucking element. And every guy needs to have that fucking mindset. You never know when, you know, a few guys get caught in a situation where they're burning through, they're fucking black on ammo. You know, they run through their fucking 210 rounds. And if you have a few extra mags because you weren't, you know, the original, you know, element getting into contact, cross-loading is very important. And people don't think about that. They think about, you know, know if you're by yourself but even then i think you should have within reason as much as you can fucking carry especially when it comes to ammo mm-hmm. yeah i think a lot of people just look at uh yeah those guys i think the the micro rigs also are used a lot with uh swat dudes i've seen a lot on like police fort uh like police carriers and swat carriers where in that situation, you know, you may be going up against an active shooter at the most, so they don't really need to... The, the standard combat load for that situation would be, like, much less than conventional infantry up against, like, say, like, us with the Taliban in Afghanistan back when we first got in that conflict. We weren't sending people out with, like, three magazines. You had, like, like 7 to 12 and that was like on your like actual kit, and then you'd keep extra in your rock or something. And I mean, those micro rigs, micro rig on a slick carrier. I mean, those kits like they 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 look good. They look good for Instagram. And then people see shooting videos from like GBRS group or Fort Observation or something, where like they're just walking through a shoot house where they know where all the targets are, and they're just putting like two rounds into them, and they just pass by the room. Or they just flow into the room, shoot a couple targets, and flow out. But they only put like a couple rounds in there, and they plan their kits around events and scenarios that aren't likely to occur for them. And I think that's just where like the whole like uh, the name of this podcast is "End Losers," because it's people who are using gear designed for other people for use cases that the that gear wasn't designed for and then they'll also speak 
as if they have like an authority on this gear just because they have like a high follower count or something. Uh, that's me. I'm people. I'm one of those end losers. I used to do that shit all the fucking time. Like, uh, jeez, that's probably a year or two ago. Back when I was in this group chat. Back when I first got my Flectarn Mark IV that I got custom made, which was stupid because I spent like a little bit more than I would to just get a Ranger Green one that I could have resold for like two times value. And it took like seven months for it to be made. Holy fuck. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, actually, uh, funny story. As I was waiting, I was like, okay, it's been months. And I had my FCPC. And I was like, I, okay, I have nothing on the front of this plate carrier. I don't have any magazines for the front of this plate carrier. I need something, right? I looked on... Uh, I forget his name, but it's, it's a Hawaiian tactical gear dude who resells stuff all the time. Oh, cool, cool guy surplus. Uh, yeah, cool guy surplus. Yeah, cool guy okay. surplus. He had an RDR gear chest rig, and I didn't know about the RDR gear guy before I bought the chest rig. But I, I buy the chest rig, and the day or the day after that money goes through, what comes in the mail? The freaking Mark IV. Yeah. So I guess basically, um, I guess when it comes to camo, I'm a big fan of having Ranger Green for all the everything above the belt because it goes with everything pretty much. Ranger Green or Coyote, um, mm -hmm. depending on your environment, it goes with everything. Fucking, um, if you wear multicam black, you just fucking log off. Uh, stop listening to his podcast. Uh, go do some push-ups and uh, like break up with your boyfriend if you're a dude. Because if you were once again black, you're probably probably pretty gay. But um, but no, dude, does you, go you, you blend in with the shadows, bro. Trust it works at night. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nah, but um, like uh, I guess to come down to a logistics thing, right? You got your super pee pee poo poo crazy esoteric you know, chest rig, and like, I don't know, Trop and Tarn, or fucking Flectarn, or fucking... Why does everybody uh, like Trop and Tarn more than Flectarn? Everybody I talk to. Uh, con camo. Everybody I talk to. Whatever. Like Trop and Tarn, or they like Trop and Tarn more than Flectarn. Because it was used, um, recently. Um, yeah. It's just good stuff in, uh, readily available... Uh, colors like you can always I run MA1 right like oh it's you run MA1 because well one it's you can find it at every fucking Goodwill in America he says that he wears cries yeah okay and if you know you get a fucking tear in it like I did I can just fucking you know shop up this fucking beat the shit BDU and I'm good to go uh, sew that shit in to cover the hole you're good to go or you can even sew if you're really good with sewing, you can just pretty much sew that all shut. I've seen guys do that too. Um, you don't have to be good at sewing really to patch even a pair of cries. I mean, yeah, it. I, I've never sewn before, and I fucking did it. It was easy. So it can look like shit as long as it works. And yep. The shitty thing about multicam is how widely used it is, and you know. In some cases, you know, people could be like, well, you know, this agency uses it, all these militaries use it, you know, it, it, 
in some way it, it kind of glows but from my experience and the diversity of environments I've been in multicam fucking works dude it, it really yeah. does and it kind of sucks that it has that stigma and maybe that's part of the reason I've fallen so you know in love with AOR 2 because you know with the stuff that I have that I've repurposed, you know, in multicam, mixing it with AOR2, you know, you really almost can't tell the difference in many mm -hmm. cases. But it's the same color, just digital. Adaptability is definitely very important. So, you know, you should always go for something that, you know, works well in your environment. But no environment is just unless you're 100% going to be in the jungle all the time, you know, there's going to be times where you're going to be put in urban environments, etc. So, mm -hmm. that's where I can really get on board with you with the Ranger Green and stuff like that, because I mean, fuck, Ranger Green really does fucking work. Yeah, you put Ranger Green, yes. buy a whole bunch of tan gear, you go in a tan environment and it reflects off the light that's, that uh, gets put onto it, so it ends up looking more tan. The same thing with khaki or coyote you put that around a whole bunch of green and it starts looking a little bit more green it's just uh i forget what that kind of color is called um uh, monochromatic yeah monochromatic what i call it um and this is why you know within my little obsession with i guess larping you know guys always bust my balls you know you're larping as a seal whatever um, I prefer, I really I come prefer to CAG, like to be honest. They just seem a little more, uh, <laughs> I'm a little more professional. Stripper, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I've really come to like Moss Gray. Mm -hmm. And the, the reason I really like Moss Gray is because, um, to be honest, how well it works as a green in green environments and as a gray in urban environments. You know, you can, you can, you know, find smoke green and, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of wolf gray. I feel like it's a little bit too light, but those darker kind of gray green, it'll take you anywhere. Wolf gray to me is always, whenever I've seen it, it always looks like blue, almost. Like, like what happened with uh, UCP, where UCP ends up kind of looking like bluish as a camouflage. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see wolf gray as a color... It always ends up looking more bluish to me, which I mean, you know, that might look good in like an urban environment, maybe, but it doesn't have the the, the range that moss gray does. Also, uh, speaking on that, LBT has a sale going on on a whole bunch of mass gray stuff currently. Uh, yeah, and I picked up a IFAC and a utility pouch and switched some things out of my current setup with those and I'm very happy with the quality little things like the larger zippers make it much easier than the repurposed multicam utility pouch that was a no brand and while it had compartments it was a piece of shit and it had small zippers and it was a bitch to get open if I had to reach over mm -hmm. but the LBT pouches and moss gray that I picked up are definitely doing the job they have nice little drain you know, ringlets and stuff like that as well. So, mm -hmm. 
I would definitely recommend anyone pick up some LBT Mosgrave shit. Packs, I don't know how I feel about the day packs yet, but outside of that, the patches have done me well. Mm-hmm. You know what that reminds me of? I'm uh, I'm obviously a Flectar nerd, and they dropped a, I think it was like Flectar and Ranger Green, a uh, 14-liter day pack a while ago, and they dropped it right as I... Uh, like like an hour into my shift at work and I wasn't able to pick it up and then I see immediately people are trying to resell it for three times the value and I'm like you know I like Flectarn but I don't like Flectarn that much <sighs> pain I would like to say that Flectarn works well as well as like kind of it's pretty comparable to like I've put it up against my AOR2 and my multicam and it's kind of in the same wheelhouse from what I've found because mm. my only piece of Flectron that I own is I got one of those Grave Solution uh, swings. And so I just took it off the fucking gun and I place it up against my multicam and I place it up against my AOR too. And I put all my shit together and I just. And it works pretty well. It blends well with those two patterns. So. Those kind of multi-mission patterns, mm-hmm. you know, if you kind of want to have a clusterfuck of those, they work well together. From my personal experience, you know, even close up, they start to blend well. Well, I mean, when it, it's all basically just a series of tans and greens. Yeah. Just organized differently. I have a... Uh... Don't hold yourself back, you know, from mixing. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. I, I It works. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about uh, picking up a whole bunch of stuff in AOR too. I mean, I've got uniforms and stuff in Flectarn and a couple pouches in Flectarn, which my Aztec magazine pouch is currently on death door right now. So I'm going to have to probably change it out with something that's Ranger Green. Sad, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's all just greens. And I think, you know, Multicamp Tropic? Yeah. I don't like Multicamp Tropic because whenever I see people post about it, it's usually them standing on the outside of a lush greenery, not actually inside the woods. And I mean, when you're surrounded by foliage, then, you know, a, a camouflage that's just green, you know, it sort of blends well. But I mean, when you go out into the woods, you'll, you'll find really soon that it's a whole bunch of dark greens, dark browns, light browns, and you, you, you really need brown in any type of woodland camouflage, really. I mean, that's what we did with Marpat, isn't it? It's like, they had Catpat, and they're like, hey, this is nice, but there's a whole lot of brown and dirt in nature. Let's throw some that in there, and then and you got Marpat, and it works really well. But, I mean... That's one thing that confuses me about the Marines, is Marpat fucks. Marpat works well, but... I always find myself seeing the Coyote Brown carriers and packs that marines run kind of standing out against you know the marpet mm-hmm. that's that's part of the reason i i've never been a big fan of coyote brown because especially same thing when i ran it with multicam stuff you know I, I tried out a few uh coyote brown pouches and on my issued um carrier on my otv and it just it glowed in mm-hmm. my opinion that's why I like more gray-green monochromatic colors. 
Yeah, I think if if you have Coyote Gear, it can obviously you know it can it can still work. I mean, it's it's not like it's gonna kill you, but I mean, if you use like the Continental Marine and a couple other people have been talking about it um, like last week or something, but using camo face paint on gear because you know it washes out whenever you return it, it's better than just having you know. Having tan or monochromatic colors on your gear is fine when that is less than your uniform when you're actually just looking at you. But when you have a giant tan rock, a giant tan plate carrier with a whole bunch of tan pouches on it, and these like little sleeves of Marpat sticking out, then that's when it's sort of a... It really stands out sometimes, but... I think it does as well. That was my issue with it. That's why, you know, I spent the money and bought the same pouches, you know, in multicam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big poopy stinky, and I know we're gonna fucking piss off Pine, shit talking uh, uh, his uh, beloved Coyote like this. But... I hate Coyote Brown. I hate Coyote Brown. <laughs> I hate the Coyote Christ. I hate the Coyote Christ. I put um, it in the same like group as Wolf Gray. I mean, it just stands out to me, and it doesn't blend well with other patterns. That's why I like, you know, you know, if you get pictures of just AOR2, just multicam, and just Flectarn, you probably would never think that they would blend like they do. You put them together in person, and you will be surprised, in my personal experience. I always say this because, you know, I'll get crucified for things like this, for mixing all those three. Mm-hmm. But, um, listen, I mean, my eyes work. Yeah. The Army always gave me a twenty twenty. so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back when I was uh, on my Flector Crusade, when I was actually, like, first starting to get all my stuff, I had a buddy out in like the midwest or whatever he was in an area of the united states where like he basically only needs multicam because it looks like where multicam blends in with like everything all year round and he kept saying that you know multicam was better than flector and i said if not i live in an area that's right next to the woods if i go in the woods in multicam it's like a super tan camouflage and it, it doesn't really blend that well if i go in the woodland pa- pattern like even something like m81 or, you know, the one I was talking about was, was uh, Flectarm. Then, you know, I blend in because it's a woodland camouflage in the woods. You know, a, a camouflage designed for a specific environment will almost always beat out a camouflage that's designed to, cam- to blend in with, like, every environment. You know, you know, master of none type thing, right? And then he said, you know, multicam tropic thing. Multicam tropic doesn't have enough brown to blend in, in the woods. It's tropic, not woodland. You know, places like uh, Florida, you know, traffic works pretty well over there because it's just nothing but foliage in some places. But when you go in the woods, especially my area of the woods, there's a whole bunch of fucking pine needles all over the place. Can't flash these brown work over here. I mean, with uh, with mixing camouflage patterns like AR2, Multicam, and Flectern, I mean, the woods isn't always just one sort of color set you know there's always going to be you know slightly bright areas slightly dark areas i mean if i walk around in flat tarn in my woods i'm going to eventually come up to 
a greener patch or a, a, a brighter green patch that I'm not I'm almost gonna be like glaring at against because Flectron's a darker woodland pattern compared to like something like AOR2 which is why I think you know what my plan was was to have Flectron uniform and Flectron AOR2 and Ranger Green gear because I mean it's all green it'll all sort of blend together and aid in the sort of uh, breaking up of the signature as opposed to just being all one pattern like people walk around all multicam and sort of see that and like wow that's that looks like a giant splotch of something that doesn't really blend in this environment oh that's a dude and overall too with those adaptive patterns you know when it comes to concealment and it, camouflaging no matter what you run, as long as it's one of those adaptive patterns, you have to start to step into like camo netting and actual camouflaging and actually pulling from your environment, you know, to break your silhouette, you know, and become of the trees, in my opinion. And that's another thing, too, I want to say with, you know, how we touched on like Wolf Gray and stuff like that. I, I don't really believe in urban patterns at all because what motherfucker really wants to you know spend the collapse within a city the entire time mm -hmm. yeah blending really into fucking concrete and shit I don't you know think what you want to hear my realistic. fucking Absolutely. it's dumb yeah like if you're in a city I guess the whole gray man thing really comes to an effect just wear normal clothes just wear low vis you know uh, <coughs> a low vis setup and wear normal clothes Rocky yep. Jansport backpack or Fial Raven backpack or whatever. Um, look like a hipster that drinks coffee 24 7 and just fucking just melt into the crowd. Don't look like a hard I mean, target. Don't look like a hard target. Um, the whole gray man thing where you wear like a bunch of 5'11 shit, that's just that's retarded. If you, if you think that's a good idea, just. Stop no, dude, you know, 5'11", Tim Kennedy. Go hit yourself. Because he's a veteran. You gotta support veterans. Yeah, Tim Kennedy also recommends rats trying to get fucked them. What a piece of shit. The whole, like, camouflage patterns, you sort of have to be a certain distance away for it to sort of, uh... Well, I don't want to say that, because I've heard the odd account of people being like a couple feet away from somebody and then just like disappearing. But I mean, if you are a hundred feet away from me or a hundred yards away from me and we're in a city and you're wearing UCP or urban T block or any sort of like grayish camo vice, just wearing normal clothes that's not really a distance where you're gonna like blend in with anything. Like, I mean, we're we're like, I can see the whites of your eyes, dog. The only real, I mean, I don't know. That's where tactics come into play in urban environments. Mm -hmm. That's on you. Um, but outside of that, if you have a better plan, even if you do live in a city, this is the woods I'm gonna fucking go into. And you know, and become a fucking Sasquatch. Turn to monkey. Have that fucking 
camo netting ready and teach yourself how to fucking stick, you know, leaves and shit into it. I, I don't know how else to explain it to you. If you really want to achieve that, you know, Call of Duty fucking 4 mission where the dudes are in the ghillie suit and, you know, the whole fucking you know, platoon of fucking BTRs drives past you, or, you know, you can see the whites of their eyes, then you have to learn how to actually camouflage yourself. You can't just... There's not, you know, uniforms and a pattern aren't going to fucking save you. Yeah, it's, um, it kind of comes down into the mindset as well. Like, a lot of people think, you know, I can buy all this cry gear and, you know, I have the AVS, the fucking, you know, all the fucking Gucci gear. I got, you know, e sappy plates, I got soft armor packers, I got a fucking airframe. None of that shit is going to work unless you know how to use it and you've used it and it's worked where you plan to use it like go out and test out camera are you using a tourniquet right now yes problem yes you're asian okay i can't i can't fix that i've seen koreans what do i do i've seen the the eighty thousand dollars in plastic uh surgery Listen, you're talking shit, but in a way, he is darker complected than us. So he has a more natural camouflage with his skin than we do. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest flex is not having to use face camouflage when you go out into the field. This is a, this is a flex. Yeah, my Nord jeans don't help very much. I go in the dark. Yeah. Glowing in the dark, like a like a dragger in Skyrim. Absolutely, dude. I, I feel that before I started yeah. trying to like not necessarily tan, but just get more sun, I would like walk outside and it'd be like, you know that freaking white and nerdy song from Weird Al Yankovic, where he's like, uh, "Whiter than sour cream." That was literally me. <laughs> yeah, I don't tan. Uh, I burn, and then I go white again after I peel. About as far as she goes. Yeah, I tan so. a little bit, but you know, I'm I'm Irish and English, and that's no sun all year round. I'm like 100% Northwestern European. My ancestor. If anybody wants the uh, DNA test, if you doubt me, hit me up on Insta. I got a picture for you. Yep. Have you seen the con camo ghost hoods? Those look really cool because it it seems to be like um, you're getting the effects of a ghillie suit without having to go through the pain of making a ghillie suit. And ghillie suits look really bad if you do if you do them wrong. Like don't do that one fucking buck tooth fucking hillbilly at Southfield with this shitty fucking ghillie suit. Mm. Sticks out like a fucking thumb because he's like the the, the fifty dollars store bought ones. Yeah, yeah. This fucking smells like six months of uh, nacho cheese and Gatorade and just just awfulness. Fucking My smell that was... shit around the corner. 
my thing with ghillie suits is, um, you know, they were a big LARP, but I feel like the ones that cover your head and shoulders and possibly back and pack, I mean, you should really take them into consideration in, in a woodland setting. Mm -hmm. I mean, breaking up your silhouette is, you know, really Very, fucking important. Yeah, then they have uh, the scrim uh, stuff for helmets. I know yep. Pat, he just fucking scrimmed up his helmet. Um, the Israelis, they have their, their chef hat thing. I think that's called the um, Mitznefit or something? No. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Israelis, Israelis also have their Depends diapers, you know what I'm saying? So they can shit and piss themselves. And their Tavors. <laughs> that's just a cell phone right there. Yeah. God, I fucking uh, shout out to Vor. Um, first time, my buddy, he's like big into the bullpup meme. And he knows it's a meme. He's got ARs like he actually uses. But I, I fucking picked up the Vor and I'm like, I pulled a trigger expecting like something similar to an AR and it's just not. Shooting, he shot a bullpup. Like a civilian one, like an AUG. Dude, that is Squish City. It is so wild. You, you had to fucking squish it all the way back. TLDR bullpup suck. Yeah, I, and that's the, really the biggest, like, um, I watched that administrative results video on the AUG, and, you know, it seems like him and everybody I've ever seen a video on with bullpups, especially the AUG, the fucking trigger is horrible. <laughs> Yeah, and the problem is on the real, like, full auto version, it's not an issue because the AUG has this two-stage trigger, right? You pull it halfway, that's your semi. And um, you pull it all the way back, that's your full. So the way the civilian models work is your full auto trigger pull becomes your semi-auto trigger pull because there's no, like, halfway point for the trigger. So you're just... They yank it all the way back. And my awful. thing with my thing with that would be though, like, I mean, this isn't a double barrel shotgun. I mean, I I want a selector switch because I want to know, um, I want a two part system, and I want to know exactly what the fuck I'm getting out of it. You know, I don't want to be in a you know my nuts and my lower abdomen fucking adrenaline situation trying to figure out my fucking life. And yeah. you know, squeezing off more than I, you know, realize. Yep. I've never been a fan of two two stage triggers. Um, fuck it's, no. It's dumb. Mm. Nah. Okay, hey, have you ever shot one or shot by one? Do what? Have you ever shot or shoot next to a uh, an AUG? I've shot an AUG, not a full auto one, but a semi auto one, a civilian one. Was it, like, super loud? Not really. It felt like any other gun. I mean, it's harder to make hits coming from an AR, but you get used to it. You get used to squeezing the trigger, and just at that point, you just, like, have to fucking deal with it. Yeah, let that trigger surprise you. Stay mm -hmm. on target. I, uh... And you'll make hits at 100 to 300 to 400. No, no problem. I shot next this to... I shot next to one, one... One time went to the range to try to zero my gun... Which I didn't zero because I had no magnification. I was trying to zero at freaking 100. 
and it was like it, it was like a long range so not long range but like there's other people there so i couldn't just wait until they called cold cold because cold is like 15 minutes or something um but i shot next to an aug and it was like ridiculously loud compared to the other 556 five, rifles or even 308 rifles that i've shot next to and it could have just been me it could have just been the fact that i was like like sideways away from like where the uh flash hider break was but it almost felt as if there was like as much concussion as i've felt from like a scar shooting at the same distance My experiences with the scar are suppressed, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but um, I mean, what was the barrel like? I think it was Did just it have a break. Um, hold on a second, let me look up sixteen inches because hmm. must have had an angry fucking break on it or something. I mean, don't they come with like a three prong or the or the fucking birdcage? It looked like the uh, standard AUG birdcage. I think some of the older models have a break on them. Oh, it might have been. It said it, it, the, the the weird one where it sort of uh, goes in at the, uh, at the front of it. Might have been that. You know, it's hard to tell. Yeah. As the warrior poet Lil Uzi once said, it do not matter. Now, and we talk about all this shit, and, you know, the realization is that some motherfucker's gonna crawl out of a sewer with a trash bag and a slam fire fucking homemade and, you know, push my head off my fucking shoulders after I spent all this money. So, it doesn't really matter. No. Well, you know they uh, they say if you're gonna die, you better die well dressed, right? You know the aesthetics are worth it. Yeah. Flex I mean, while I can. You can be used in a ref pick <laughs> for uh, someone on Dev Tech Six. Yeah, I'm building my NSW kit off this guy who got killed by a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> I really want an AUG, yeah. though. I want one of the AUGs that take M4 magazines. You don't want one of those. Nah, I want Coming one of those. Coming from a guy who shot one. I want one. Alright, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put... Do, I guess. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna force Geisley to make a trigger for the AUG. Good luck. It'll happen. That's fucking locked off. Look, look, look. Hold, okay, hold on a second. No, Have you, okay, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Have you seen an uptick of gear companies... Yep. Selling Flectarn gear. Absolutely. I don't... Right, I mean... Really? Yeah, I mean, freaking Parachute Gear sold that. I mean, LBT did that really limited stuff with some Flectarn stuff for, like, the day packs and stuff. Uh, I mean, TFD. I mean, I talked with... Uh, freaking, what was his name? Noited. I was talking with him, and he said that I, basically it was me, which is the whole reason why they did the Flectarn end patches. And I've seen a whole bunch of other... Gear companies, both foreign and domestic, make some stuff in Flecturn. MOS Tactical does stuff in Flecturn occasionally. 
but that's me magic. That's the power of me changing the search engine results and the trends by just constantly searching every day 300 times flectarm plate carrier, flectarm plate carrier, flectarm plate carrier, flectarm pouch, flectarm this, flectarm that. And then these companies are like, hmm, what do people want? Let me look at these uh, Google trends. Huh, the people want flectarm. There's a thousand search inquiries for flectarm pouch. Hmm, there must be a thousand people. No, it's just me. I'm going to do that with guys. Same wavelength. Yeah. The same wavelength. All the times I've looked up Moss Gray shit on eBay brought upon that LBT Moss Gray sale. They're like, oh, somebody actually wants this shit? Offload it, offload it. Um, Speaking of, um, I wouldn't call it a, a niche pattern, but possibly a meme pattern. But it works. Did you see? I saw today that LBT is going to be releasing Strictarn fanny packs. Yes. I mean, <laughs> there is a time where I almost bought a Strictarn field top. I was really thinking about it, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. There's just some memes that I can't, you know, mm-hmm. can't go through with it. I got a buddy who actually likes uh, Strictarn. I mean, I get it. There's a difference between, like, I don't know. There's there's meme camos and niche camos, I guess. But, I mean, a meme camo could still be, like, viable in environments. Like, I mean, Flagtarn is sort of a meme camo, but, I mean, it, it, I mean, it works in the, in the woods. Um, but then, like, niche camouflages, I mean, like, you know, you know Splinter Tarn? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I don't know how many environments Splinter Tarn would outperform any other camouflage. But, you know, camouflage patterns like that and, and Strish Tarn, I mean, they look cool, but they're more like. more so on the end of fashion when it comes to camouflage on the fashion to practicality use, uh, usability spectrum. Like, you know, you know an ugly camouflage pattern that 100% would make you invisible in the woods? What? It was developed by LBX, the airsoft wing of LBT, but it's Cayman. LBX Cayman. It looks horrid. Like, horrid. Like, ugly. But, you'd probably freaking disappear in the woods if you had a set of that on. I'm actually sad that they never made a, a field top in that, because they made combat pants and a combat shirt, and then... Uh, freaking lock and load chest rig, which is a hundred dollar or hundred fifty dollar airsoft version of the nineteen sixty one. Which honestly, it wasn't made that bad, but they made it in that camouflage pattern. And if you look at it on Google, you'll get some uh, search results for it. It's really good as a uh, woodland camouflage pattern, but it just looks ugly. I mean, and that's really you know. A recurring theme is the oversaturation of the whole gear world, as we'll call it. It's just become... Instagram is a fucking tumor. Mm -hmm. But it's good and bad. Dual-edged sword, just like anything else. You know, the amount of products that come out because of it, different patterns, etc. But at the same time, all the LARPing, all the lies, all the bullshit, all the shit gear, you know, that gets thrown around. 
Is it worth it? I don't know. Hmm. I can't say for sure. I guess at the end of the day, man, you gotta come through the the gear you buy with a certain mindset. We can all agree that the mindset of I get the micro rig just to like shoot courses of fire on the flat range to look cool on the internet. That doesn't that doesn't get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, design your kit around fucking bugging out, getting, getting in the woods, um, get some bushcraft skills, and figure out what you're going to do and build your kit around that. Like, I, I guess I could go over my rig. Um, I'm a tiny guy, so I, I still use a micro rig. He is small. But, you know, I, yeah, I'm small. small uh, I, I wear sappy, yeah, I, I wear sappy small plates. Hell <laughs> fucking, yeah. Um, uh, smaller guy, smaller target, you know? Fucking Jamie Cadwell was fucking 5'7". He was a cag dude. Killed a whole bunch of guys. Okay. Pretty professional. Yeah. Anyways. Um, fucking... I carry three mags. That's as much as I can fucking carry on that micro rig up front. And, um... In that little fucking uh, zipper pouch on that Haley, I got uh, oral rehydration salts. A lot of people... You, you can... You can uh, have you seen, like, a guy, like, if you're just, like, going on patrol and when you're in the army, just, like, fucking die. Like, he has too much water in his system and you're just pissing, like, every five minutes. Because mm -hmm. he's not properly hydrated. He's got too much water and not enough salt. Yeah, that was uh, me. That happened. Oh, that was you? <laughs> I'm a large white dude, so when I was in the fucking jungle, I mean, there were many times, you know, if we go without a drip drop, we've ran through all of them because we're sweating it out in you know the south pacific and you have to drink water um mm -hmm. all the fucking time that's just kind of a reality sometimes get on a day or you're fucking gay <laughs> sometimes more um, who's gonna carry the boats you know i don't know yeah you gotta make sure you gotta Get salt so you can sleep before you wake up and carry the beds. Um. Anyways, uh, fucking that you know compass, uh, lighter sharpie map. Uh, just general orienting and basic landmark shit. Know how to get, you know. Know how to find the trail at least. That's where I'm at. I can find the trail, and use kind of directions. But yeah, just. Have, um, you know, some way to get yourself properly hydrated. Um, some fucking, I don't know, uh, pretzels. Pretzels are one thing I like to carry because they're cheap and you can vacuum seal them and they last forever. Um, that will get your salt levels up because the oil rehydration salts, at least the USGI ones, they kind of taste weird. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not not there's you can get stuff on the second hand market that tastes better but then you're getting some weird shit not the proper amount of vitamins and minerals and all the I mean, stuff you need dude we used to pour the salt packets from mres in our fucking mouth you know yeah sometimes you just got to get it how you live mm. something i wanted to touch mm -hmm. on really quick 
as much as I demonize rigs, I'm an owner, and I've, you know, come to God and I realize, you know, my transgressions. But the only two applications I really see a rig thriving in is something to hang over your passenger seat for your truck on, and a solid placard for the front of your carrier that has an extra pouch. Outside of that, fuck them. Yep. Or if you're fucking small like me, and that's all you can fucking run. I understand. I think an RRV yeah. would wrap entirely around your body. Yeah. Yeah, like, my, my whole plan is to fucking build out my macro rig just like a normal chest rig. Get the fucking Molly expander wings on each side. Run my fucking, I don't know, five mags on the, on the, on the rig. The IFAC, the radio. Maybe a TQ. You know, I've got one of those uh, Molly Expander wings, and I got one of those for my Mark IV. Uh, it was, it's pretty alright. I got it from freaking... Uh, what was the guy's... Eddie 492... Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have, yeah, just too many numbers yeah, and letters. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty alright. I just had to change the buckles on my uh, chest rig because they were German spec uh buckles and not uh, american ones so they wouldn't lock but i mean that's not gonna be a problem for you and your haley no i mean i guess at the end of the day man um not, we're not really trying to pp poo micro rigs or pp poo poo little fucking fair slickster although i will go and call you gay especially if you're a certain dude and your name is hot Oh my gosh, dude. A million billion dollars on your fucking Pharaoh Slickster. I just think it's so hilarious that he was like whining and moaning about having to go from a four cell or four magazine wide chest rig, which on Play Carry is stupid in my opinion, or at least the, the Slickster is stupid in my opinion, to solve an issue that wasn't a real issue. Well, I want I want to thread my extra PTT length cables through the front of my Molly like my friend did. So I bought a hundred dollar Molly placard to do that. You know what you can do with that extra cable? You can just stuff it underneath your front placard, and it won't go anywhere. Moreover, he was whining about having to put a magazine in one of the magazine pouches inside of his elastic carry cummerbund that has like four or five magazine pouches. Like designed to be there. Mm hmm. Pee pee poo poo. Yeah, pee pee poo poo. If, if you buy gear, use every bit of that fucking gear. Find a way. Find a, find a thing to shove in Find a way to carry the boat. Yeah, find a way to carry the boat. Yeah, but what, we're, what really pissed me off about the video where he was complaining about that was it was supposed to be a video on uh, a cheap communications alternative to Comtex and a like disco 32 push talk it was supposed to be a video on how you can plug walker razors into a speaker mic that plugs into your bow thing and that's yeah. a really cheap less than a hundred dollar comp yeah, setup a less than a hundred dollar comp setup right but that wasn't what he was talking about the entire video that was a pretext that got me into watching the video the entire video was just him bitching whining and moaning about his plate carrier yeah. about issues that weren't even real issues self-imposed issues is what it was yep 
So I guess to to kind of wrap it all up, um, how much do you think someone new should spend? Because you spend a whole lot more time cruising eBay and all these gear websites than I do. Um, let's say someone wanted a chest rig setup. You're recommending the Eagle MPCR, right? Yes. Um, you can get a khaki mpcr for about a hundred bucks and if that doesn't fit your environmental colors spray paint honestly just paint it some way don't paint your velcro yeah don't paint your velcro or do yeah or do it it's extra level of uh freaking you know camouflage dude i mean it's going the extra mile this is where we can come full circle, and you can watch old Lucas Botkin in his old fucking, you know, dev group fucking setup, right? And all you have to do is you can follow the shit that he bought and just not run a gun like he does. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I'm looking at you right now, Eagle MPCR, fucking 100 denier Cordova. I can guarantee your fucking Spiritus rig, your fucking PPPPRDR gear rig, or whatever fucking micro rig you're gonna get. It's not gonna be made of 1000 denier Cordova. That shit's fucking tough. It'll mm-hmm. last a long time. You got three rows of Molly. Uh, am I correct? Like, yeah. Uh, divorced of the mag pouches. Yeah. Which are double mag pouches. You get eight mags up front, anyways. Yeah, and I guess um, the the fucking Molly could run IFAC, uh, Tearaway IFAC, um, uh, general purpose pouch. Fucking yeah, you could you could put uh, like a radio pouch in there, uh, IFACs, general purpose pouches. But the thing is that you can put those on there, or you could just leave it uh, plain and just have the magazines up there. Um, but I mean, yeah. I'd I'd obviously like run a GP and an IFAC. But um, an interesting thing about those mag pouches is that on the, what would be you if you're wearing it, your right side of the zipper, the double mag pouch closest to that has a double pistol magazine pouch where you can put either two pistol magazines or you can have a flashlight and utility. Uh, freaking, what are those called? Freaking, uh, wow. What are those? Ah, dude, my brain is like so small. But you know, like a flashlight and... Multi-tool, that's what it is. And then it has, yeah. on, the, on the front of the other three mag pouches, space to put, like, a can of dip or something around that size. And, I mean, if you put a general purpose pouch on both sides and have one with, med- uh, like, medical stuff in there, and the other one just act as, like, sustainment and general purpose stuff, I mean, that's a, that's a good quality rig for a really good price that's gonna last you more than just three magazines out of a small micro rig you want to go even cheaper yes go the army issue taps route are you talking about the one that carries like 12 magazines um well it carries about you can typically fit about eight or nine in front of it and then it's got three lines of molly across the top. Oh, oh yeah okay I, I know what you're talking has, about and then it has the three mesh compartments like velcro or zipper pouches yeah. in the back mm-hmm. 
the only thing weird about it is like it's a Y harness, I think. Yeah. That's like a non-issue. But um, the thing is, you know, your seven max so plus, shit. you can you can molly and, and you know at this point if you're spending this, you know, little, it's not. I've worn it. It's not a very comfortable. Rig. You can yeah. even you can even go to the if you really want you could get a flick, you know, which is an actual full vest. But the taps is a little bit more streamlined. It carries a lot of mags. It has the molly, so you can put a utility pouch on one side. You can put an IFAC on the other side. You can put more mag pouches, you know, across your stomach if you want to. And, you know, this is a rig with the harness and everything, you know, you can get on eBay or, you know, any kind of surplus site for $50 or less. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's really gonna, it's gonna hold a lot of shit, you know. You have all your, you know, your like eight mag pouches across the front, all your shit on, and you have, you know, for small utility shit, you have your little mesh in the back. Yeah. I mean, like, there's just better priced, better flexible alternatives to most micro rigs out on the market for most people for like a really, really fair price. I mean, the, the NPCR thing for me is just like for a specific use case that I want it for. But I mean, the old Blackhawk rigs where it was four triple magazine pouches and then a giant GP on both sides. I mean, you have 12 magazines there. That's. I mean, Can I. You got a picture of that? Ah, do I got a picture of that? Um, I'll have to find it, but. Actually, you know, I, I, I do have it in my phone. But. Or you could take what your current project is and just go to Chicom. Um, and just fucking. There's some Kydex inserts in there. You're good to go. Yeah, that is. That's actually. I mean, we're almost at like 90 minutes right now, but as a real quick uh, aside, I got a Chicom Type 56 chest rig, and I got made fun of it for it in Pine's Discord. But a neat little thing that you can apparently do is you take the Estac Kiwi Tall insert and just put it on the inside of the pouch with the uh, flap like folded down. And mm -hmm. it'll stay there. It won't come out when you draw the magazine. Yeah. And the so. way that I have mine set up, I have I have four magazines, I have a radio, I have a 20-ounce bottle of water, and then I have an extra pouch that I can put stuff. I mean, I wouldn't put, like, medical stuff on this rig short of or past a uh, tourniquet rubber banded to one of the straps. But... I mean, that's, that's it's very minimal. Yeah, it's very minimal. It's very lightweight. $30, including the shipping, before any, like, inserts or anything. Yeah. The Kiwis, they're not really even that bad for what they are. Mm. Oh, that's um, what I like right there. Oh, yeah, that uh, freaking prototype MPCR thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good looking yeah, rig. It is. That's that's basically what I what I want to build with mine. Except, uh, on the left side, it's gonna have the embitter, the the giant embitter pouch, and then on the right side, it's gonna have a two hundred round saw pouch that I'm gonna use for general purpose. Or the two hundred round saw pouch, fucks, dude. Yeah. Also, dude, uh, you can yeah. carry six magazines in that. 
Which, by the way... How much did you get that fucking saw pouch for, that Eagle one? Uh, how, much did, you, how much did it cost? You can find them... You can find the AOR2 ones for as low as 30. And you can get the khaki ones for cheaper than that, obviously. Yeah, throw that on, like, the back of... I don't know. Uh, I guess, like, a 20-liter assault pack or something. Dude, you're fucking set. That's six mags. Mm-hmm. Combat resupply. My friend, who's uh in Third Ranger Battalion, I showed that to him, and he's like, "Dude, that'd be great for just keeping magazines in a rock without having them like rattle and clack around." Because if yeah. you sh- if you shove six uh, Air Fifteen magazines into one of those saw pouches, they just they stay there. They don't make any noise until they start pulling them out. Yeah, yeah. and at that point, it doesn't fucking matter because. You're fucking in a, a fucking pitch pitch gunfight. Mm. Um, you can also do uh, what Carl Tactical Rifleman does. He takes those um, old USGI bandoliers and stuffs ammo in those, and you can throw them to a ruck. And you know, once the going gets tough, you fucking take that out of your ruck. You got four mags across your body in that bandolier. Mm. You just gotta pull that little white string, and it opens right up. You can take those little boxes of. Five, five, six, and super clips out. Um, shove a fucking thirty-round stand egg in there. You're good to go. Um, so, I actually, from when the time I was a saw gunner, I actually had given to me, um, not on my record, got it absolutely free, got to keep it, a tactical tailor, um, turn around, drum, saw pouch. And yeah, there you go. Dude, it has so much value as a utility pouch. And that's part of the reason I feel like people don't understand, like, seeing saw pouches for 100 turning around drums, um, going for a decent price for a good brand and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. they make great utility pouches. Yeah, that's something I like about the uh, the Eagle one, is that it has that uh, hard plastic outside. On the, uh, on the front face of it, it's like a, a sheet of polymer or plastic or something and it's a giant fucking pouch dude I mean like it'll it'll keep things from getting crushed and poked around in there and I really do kind of like I don't know when it comes out the hard plastic around pouches and stuff like that I kind of have enjoyed um running the eagle uh Triple five five six, the three by one Kydex placard on the front of my carrier. Because I, I personally, I'm not a big PMEG fan, and they don't fit well unless you form them, the Kydex pouches. But I like open top mag pouches. Mm-hmm. Or if I do have one that's a, you know, a flap with Velcro, I usually tuck it in. You know, so they're tight, but it's still open top. I can promise you, it's not fucking going anywhere. All right. Oh, you know what you might like? The, uh... What was it? The Tactical Tailor Fight Light Dull Mag Pouch. It's got, uh... This, like, really... This, this shock cord thing. They can, like, tighten up a whole bunch. And I have one of those. And when I draw the first magazine, it, uh, it shrinks up on that second one as if it was just a single magazine pouch. Sending my way. I, I just picked up a couple of um, 
one by two. I don't know if you saw my post on my play carrier update. But Was that in the uh, Discord? It should be, yes. Guns slash gear. Or it's in the Instagram group chat. It's probably going to be there. You, I'll have to send you the video. Um, but I actually picked up, you know, I still really like my standard one by two fucking uh, molly pouches. I mm -hmm. tuck in the flap, and if I want to throw the flap over, pull it out, and, you know, they're completely secured, but they stay tight in, and they're easy to grab, but they're still not fucking going anywhere if I'm running and fucking tumbling and tripping over fucking logs and shit like I've done in the past. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Also, in spite of micro rigs with their um, three mag, you know, capacity, and then their zipper pouch on the front, I've made my own by um, adhering some loop Velcro to the front of my Eagle Kydex triple placard and sticking on a microbat candy pouch in front of that. I think I saw that. I did see that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I kind of made my own chest trick there. That is yeah. much better than having to run all the buckles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the problem with like running the micro rig on plate carrier is that that Velcro, it's going to fail. Um, with any fucking placard, you kind of run that, you know... The cum gambit. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna run buckles to retain that shit, or else just it's no go. Um, I think Molly in general, if you're running like a dedicated plate carrier, it's not gonna be like slicking it down and tossing it around. You're gonna be like walking around in that shit like you should. Um, just fucking Molly it in. You don't need a fucking chest rig at that point. Hmm. Alright, well I think uh, I think this is enough of uh, shop talk about gear. So I think that's where yeah. I'm going to hit the stop recording button on freaking OBS. Right on. Yeah, uh, 